Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Okay, podcast starts now. What's up, everybody? You're listening to Stradio Lab, the um, greatest podcast in the world in the about world. Uh, straight culture by two gay guys. Oh, I didn't realize we were qualifying it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it is the greatest podcast in the world. That is the exact podcast that we're doing. Well, I just feel like you have to qualify it because... You know, before we didn't have like all these listeners and now we have all these listeners and they're a lot of them are lawyers and they're like itching Most. to take yeah. action. And it's sort of like a, a hero villain type thing where they're like, one of these days I'm going to get you saying something illegal and then I'm going to sue. You think that our our, our, our listeners <laughs> are enjoying the podcast while also looking for reasons to sue us? Yeah, well, it's 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 the backlash era that we've. Uh, talked about, but this is how it's actually, we could have never predicted that it was a legal backlash. And the backlash era is still coming. I have (laughs) not, I have not like moved past my fear of a backlash era. Yeah. I, I mean, I've actually come to peace with the idea of a backlash era where like, I fear more um, a slight, like an indifference era where people are like, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, that's actually, that's a very good point. But the thing with, here's the thing with an indifference era though. Okay, I remember very distinctly at some point, this was maybe like 2014, when when people still had Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg was, and, and but then young people were leaving Facebook, right? And so then Mark Zuckerberg was like, yeah, well, 
I never, you know, look at me. I'm not cool. Like I, it's not like I'm trying to create a cool product. I, I, I want to create a product. That's like that everyone just takes for granted. Like they do electricity, which already is dark and on its own. <laughs> but my sure. point is it's almost like, the indifference is almost the goal. You're you're just like a, a part of the, it's like no one questions it. Like, it's like how you're, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fa- I mean, Facebook is a bad example because now it's so passe, but like, actually that's not true. Facebook is still the, the largest social network. And it's is like- Is that true? Yeah. Who who Who's on a, on, on a different, like <laughs> what different one has more people? Facebook is like literally like a third of the world. Wow. I guess but I, it's like, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like indifference, it's like, well, yeah, you're indifferent to something that is just simply part of your life. Sure, sure. So the goal for this podcast is to become so big, so powerful, so exactly everywhere that people just, it's an assumption. It's like, it's like, um, people it's like just the New York times. <laughs> it's like, it's like when times. I see the New York times, yes, I have like my own feelings about like, what they cover well, what they don't cover well. But, but when I see it at like a coffee shop, I'm not like, get that out of here. (laughs) I know, I know it's just part of our world. Like I don't get overly excited about it. And I also don't get overly angry about it. It's just there. Sure. 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 And so for me, it's like the goal, the goal is for every American, actually everyone globally (laughs) to wake up and press play on our podcast and be kind of like, okay, sure. Yeah. And, and I almost want, like, I want conversations like almost in like small talk that you hate, like with your family, like that's where <laughs> I want us to come up where it's like, yeah, what's the most base thing we can talk about. And it's like, let's talk about that podcast radio lab that is a part of all of our lives and yeah. a given. <laughs> yeah. It's like, everyone's confused about what our politics are. So no one can disagree about it. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I guess they said that the 2012 election was all vibes. <laughs> they, you know, people can kind of like have a little debate about that without having to express any concrete views. Like, you know, oh, my God, it is. It really is very. I mean, I guess New York Times is a little different, but it's almost like, uh, you know, 60 minutes. Sure, sure. It's like, you it's, know what it is? It's like um, it's like a morning show. I actually think. Unfortunately, that's kind of true. Like, I think we're trying to make like jokes, but it's like, we are kind of a morning show. Like, okay, say more. Because we're not actually talking about anything. Right. This is all fluff. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are, I guess the only reason it's not a morning show is because sometimes we, you know, get in fights with our guests or something. Yeah. But then much like, uh, you know, the, but, but that happens with morning shows too. I mean, remember when Gail King interviewed that girl who had the daddy cap? Oh, classic, famous. Yes. One of my favorite feuds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That you know, but that's kind of more of a performance. And then it cuts to Gail and she's like, well, I wish that girl the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we are a morning show. Have your um, parents listened more to this podcast? They've listened a few times. Yeah. They think it's, they, they love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've told my parents they're not allowed to. Yeah. The thing is like my parents wouldn't listen if I said, cause I have said they're not allowed to, but like, it's not, it's not gonna, not gonna really make a dent. Misha's mom really wanted to listen mm-hmm. because of being written up in NPR. And then uh, she did for, I think one minute. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it was like, no, this does not work for me. Um, but sort of in that mom way where she's like, yeah, I, I think I get what you're doing. So, but but maybe <laughs> this is kind of proof positive that we are in fact not a morning show, and we will never be the New York Times if Misha's mom, who I assume is a very sweet kind of <laughs> lady from, you know, you know, probably 
probably is the type of person to watch a morning show, I would imagine, knowing nothing about her. Yet she listened to 30 seconds of our podcast and immediately went to register as a libertarian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, she called me after listening and said, she said, listen to me, you little bitch. You will never be the New York Times. Lady Gaga, you will never be famous. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie Germanata will never be famous. Oh, that's right, that's right. (laughs) Of course, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, she's super sweet. Other than that time, she called me and called me a bitch and said I would never be the New York Times. <laughs> Other well, than you know, that one we time. can be on the way. We don't have to be a morning show now, but I do think that's a good goal to set. Like we'll start becoming less and less opinionated, more and more bland until maybe three years from now, your grandparents can listen to us. <laughs> that would be huge. What do you think? What, what do you mean? What do I think? Oh, I thought you were about to say something. Well, see, I wish I was about to say something. I oh, think I was trying to make the face that I was about to say something so that something would come up. Oh, wow. That Wait, let's pause on that for a second. <laughs> you, you were making the face of someone about to say something so that something would come up. Yeah, it's like it's like how when you want to fake cry for acting or whatever, you like have to breathe a certain way. Oh, to interesting. Like yeah. I was thinking more like crying. when you're like sad and you want to feel happy you force yourself to smile and hope that it will like then work its way back into your body. Or like sometimes if you're doing yoga, the teacher will be like, smile. <laughs> yeah. I do think there that is maybe more of what I was trying to do. Also when the yoga teachers like relax your jaw and you actually are like, wait, I needed to hear that. I know. It's <laughs> one of the most depressing things is that like all that yoga and meditation, all that stuff is like a game changer. <laughs> yeah. But who has the time? No one, not me. Uh, going to a yoga class can take upwards of three hours because you have to travel there. You have to do the yoga that sometimes yeah. is like an hour and a half. And okay, then you but then you're saying home. this is someone who literally goes and swims in a pool. To me, that would take upwards of seven hours. <laughs> the swimming, because the way that the Y works, you can only book it for a half hour. So it's, you book it? You have to reserve it because- Can they, I say something? I'm sorry. <laughs> What? This like American disease of everything being on a calendar. Like everyone needs to chill out. When I like no, the idea, if I were to explain to my not to pull this card to my family in Greece, that people are out there booking half hour slots on a pool, they would be like, <laughs> that is fascism. Wow. The European jumped out. I mean, I just can't believe that. I, well, it's, I it's also a New York to thing too. It's also a COVID thing. It's also they, you're right. They're COVID, trying to like limit COVID. how many people are in there at a certain time. I mean, not to not to be a fascist, but I kind of love it. I love booking the slot. You've always had fascist tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> because then you can like you're committed in a way. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. I understand. It. I guess it is the only way to make yourself do something is to yeah. pay money to book a slot. Yeah. Because if it's like, I'll go in the morning, mm-hmm. then I'll probably not actually go until like 10.30 a.m. Right. But if it's like, I booked the 9 a.m. slot, I have to get up early and go. Yeah. Then I'm, then I'm there. Um, here's a question. Should we bring in our guest? I think we absolutely should. I completely agree. Well, without further ado, um, I'm trying to think of some sort of joke. Well, it's um, funny because we, we've already established the fact that we never say our guest credits when we bring them on because that would be <laughs> capitalist. So then it yeah. leaves us no choice but to kind of pause and be really <laughs> awkward and then just be like, well, I guess welcome Alex English. <laughs> yeah. Alex, so I what's guess going on? Welcome Alex English, yeah. <laughs> hey, friends. Alex, we need to address all... something off the bat. Okay. And that is that 
when we got on this Zoom, you said, <laughs> you said, you said, can you guys hear my foot massager? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and and when you and and actually, I'm still dealing with the fact that y'all said yes. We in fact said which, yes, which was which was also basically saying turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is an awkward right. It's it's like what if you were like, oh, okay, just checking, and then you kept it on. <laughs> yeah, I just kept it on. I was. I just wanted to know. That you, I wanted y'all to hear that I have one. <laughs> yeah. I wanted y'all yeah. to know. Yeah. He <laughs> really is it's in the big funny. leagues. It's funny because there's a story behind this foot massager in that I, I went to L.A. in February and Jordan Temple, my good friend, mm -hmm. uh, I went to his house for dinner and he had one of these and I did not have one at the time mm -hmm. in my home. And so he was like, yes, please have a drink. I'll pour you a drink, put your feet in my foot massager and have a great evening. And as soon as I turned it on, I pulled up Amazon. And was ordering the foot massager to be sent to my house by the time I got back home. Oh my god! And so that I was literally, yeah. I mean, it we have itself. to like we have to plug this foot massager now. <laughs> I know. This is I, I like Google the, search. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the I, I like kind of like the concept of like oh he has foot massager money. <laughs> Listen, it twenty it was like what was it a hundred dollars? I'm sure I'm sure it was not, but it, but it feel it even though I'm sure there are cheap ones, it feels like such a luxury to have a foot massager. Is this a foot massager that just massages or is there kind of a, a water-based element as well where you can like soak your feet? It's just a machine. You put your two feet and they just, the machine just kind and of just punches your feet. God, I'm already relaxed because I'm imagining kind of being in a sharper image and trying out a kind of massage chair. And see, that's, I think, George, that's why it is, reads as wealthy to yeah. you because I get the same thing. That's like when I was a child and you'd go into Sharper Image and you'd be like, this is the future. Yeah. And you actually, Alex, went out and made that the present. And I think we have these blocks in our minds. Like we don't deserve that yet. We, 100%. we haven't, we're, we're not there yet. No, it really <laughs> is. I think Sharper Image and Brookstone, which in my, in the mall in New Jersey when I, where, that I used to frequent, were one across from the other you kind of convince yourself, well, this is just for the store. Yeah. I, you, you, no I one, can never no imagine. Store with this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this is a showroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a showroom. No, no money to be made whatsoever. <laughs> I, but I love actually making the step of being like, I am going to get it. I mean, as soon as you put my, as soon as I put my feet in it, I knew what time it was. Like it wasn't <laughs> It didn't take, I didn't, there was no mulling. I yeah. was like, whatever price it is, I'm paying it because this <laughs> has to be in my house. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love that. Whatever yeah. price it is, I'm paying it. Like, I mean, what, well, you know, hey, <laughs> yeah, maybe a year ago, I would have winced at paying $200 for a foot. Sure, <laughs> sure. I, I noticed that, I noticed that the, the price is increasing every time you mention it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I By the end of the episode, you'll be like, problems. I mean, yes, I, it was $1,200. But like, but it it, in, the, in the market of foot massagers, that's a deal. <laughs> well, I should say, let me also just say, if I may, may I say? Please, please. May I say that I'm, we're, we are on Zoom and I can see where we all live and our apartments are wonderful. All three Listen, of our apartments are wonderful. I'm they are at, wonderful. I've been I will to say, your house, Sam. I've been mm -hmm. to your home. Sam's home is Beautiful very nice. Home. Yeah, and I can see I see big leaf plants. I there see is a artwork big leaf plant. in your home. Yeah, so it's true. 
it, it's true. Me, I do have one I leaf plant. Even one of your homes and saw a foot massager, I wouldn't be surprised. That's you know? fair. Fair. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And Alex, I think that's huge that you said that to George because George on this podcast has been going through a journey of, you know, people would call out his apartment for being undecorated. He called out his apartment for being undecorated. And yeah. so this is a huge step in, in the arc that is George. Are you, it, was that painting a jump for you? Was so this, it's interestingly enough, this was, so I'll tell you what the jump was. So okay. what you're seeing is a, a poster that truly was $20, but the jump was getting things framed and being like, I am much like you spent, you know, anywhere from 100 to $5,000 <laughs> on your foot massager. I was, I went on Framebridge and I said, I have three things I want framed and I'm just going to bite the bullet and pay however much framing costs. And when I had that, I mean, you can't see it now, but there are two other frame things on that wall. And there's that one on that wall. When I did that, it just elevated everything around me hugely. Like I don't have expensive furniture or anything, but I was like, okay, I, I'm, I have, it, it feels like a real apartment. Yeah. It as Sam knows. It up a little bit. Yeah. Are, are you both, do you, do you fancy yourselves decorators of any kind? Truly no. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I would say I, be bare. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I crave so much to be in a well-decorated space. And I do think maybe this is slightly narcissistic, but I do think when I enter someone else's apartment, I have enough taste to decide whether I think it's good or bad. But yeah. when it comes to actually purchasing things, I my critical faculties just go out the window. Like I can't enter a furniture store and imagine what something would look like or mm -hmm. how I would combine like a couch with a coffee table. I, I, I don't know. It's one of my, one of my gravest flaws. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. And I like now that this is like, the, this is the first apartment I've ever lived in where it's like, oh, I have to buy things. Yeah. Like, like it's not a sublet. This is my place. So I bought a, I bought this couch mm -hmm. truly unsure of if, if it would fit. I was oh, like, wow. yeah. maybe we're going to take a gamble and it, it it fits now. Could I have sized it up a little differently? Sure. You know, <laughs> what am I going to do? Send it back? I don't think, are we sending things back? That is, that is, that is the Amazon biggest question. Clothes? <laughs> yeah, do we yeah. send back? I think it depends on the the level of corporateness of the place yeah. where you get it from. <laughs> if it's from Amazon, I'm truly like, yeah, send it back. Actually, just refund me and I'm going to keep it. Like, yeah. And then if it's like the vintage store down the street, then I'm like, I have to live with this for the rest of my life. Sure. May I be transparent? Please. Please. May this? I think I think the title. Uh, don't. I'm not a producer, but it's May I. The theme. The theme for me <laughs> this episode is May because I'm going to be asking for a lot of permission. Bought a headboard six. Six or seven months ago, ask me where it is. Oh yeah, I know exactly what this is. Filling it's, box. Yep. Behind my door. Yep. Uh, I because I was I was given I was given a new bed. Yeah. I was given. Someone was like, "I have this bed. I'm moving. Something happened. Do you want this bed?" And I was like, "Yeah. Never been used. I, like just here. This is a new bed, new mattress. Mm -hmm. So those are the kind of friends I have. Just a, that <laughs> is God, <it's>, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> that's nice but i bought a headboard prior to receiving the bed and now i'm just stuck with this loose headboard oh so the bed already has a headboard that you that you now oh i see i thought you were saying that you are have been kind of procrastinating installing it but no in fact you guys, no longer i'm actually need using it. this podcast to uh sell this headboard. if anyone needs a headboard you guys please reach out if to anybody Alex. in brooklyn needs a headboard, I have a headboard. <laughs> wow i mean 
it's but i don't send things back yeah sending things back clothes like when i order something like a pair of pants and i'm like oh i'm not satisfied with this i don't feel like sending it i know i mean they do make it very hard to send things back like i I actually phone back to t-mobile and i was like this sucks Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah also in i don't know in new york you have to like the lines to to the like fedex place are insane and like you gotta like go to a place you gotta like yeah. go to a place i don't want to hours are weird <laughs> do you know what i always i i always whenever i have to do an errand like that i always then become like somehow an economist and i'm like well time is money and in fact it would cost approximately <laughs> 70 dollars for me to actually print out the return label and then walk over to fedex and then wait in line so basically i'm saving money by not returning it <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly and then i'm just like well you know when it comes to clothes i'm like oh i'll just give this to someone i'll just like what am i gonna do i don't feel like putting it in a bag yeah i don't want to go to the to the to the post office i don't want to have to talk to a person at a kiosk and explain (laughs) and then oh you put the wrong label on here oh it's not in the right box Bitch, I just want to throw this shit in a bin and keep it moving. No, no, no. I if I'm talking to someone at a kiosk, I better be ordering an ice matcha latte. That's all I'll say. And now he said it. And now he said it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love this conversation is almost it's like teetering on infomercial for like stamps.com. It's like so are we coming over? Are we going into business together? Here's what I'll say. And this is we should open up a business in New York City where if you if you don't feel you don't want to return something, you don't feel like, well, baby, we've got we've got just the place for you. <laughs> Alex English, George Severus, and Sam Taggart have opened up a returns place where Ooh. you can just bring your bring your couch that you didn't that you fucked up the size of <laughs> Bring yeah. your headboard, bring your ASOS returns to, to our to our business. And that's the it's, it's our business. That's what it's <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. Yeah. And what's our, interesting about it is that good business. in many our ways business. it is exactly like Goodwill, but we're disrupting that market by not having any charitable element. It, it's just it's just kind of... It's a place to put stuff. And we're a, not yeah, sending yeah. anywhere. It's just going to sit there. Yeah. Yeah. There's no secondhand store element. Like it's just, I it's really, a, it's I a warehouse. That we've come up with the right business. This is going to be yeah. huge. Bring it here. No one's taking it. No one's <laughs> buying it. It's, it. Actually, it doesn't feed into capitalism at all. Because no, no, no. In fact, it's kind of, I would say it's kind of like a landfill. Famously, one of the things that is good <laughs> in this world. Environment, <laughs> yeah. What business these days isn't horrible? For That's right. Yes, exactly. Thank you. We're There's anticipating no the blowback. And we're saying, yeah. well, listen, there are people out there doing much worse. <laughs> It's just a cute junkyard. That's all. <laughs> we do. I do think the junkyard could use a millennial facelift treatment. You know, it'll be like yes. all past that. Like it's like junkyard, but it'll be it's it'll be spelled junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a umlaut over yeah, there. Yeah. Umlaut, and it's like millennial pink. And um, you know, rather than being like kind of gross, dirty things, it's like old West Elm lamps. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, there is a magic to walking around a junkyard and looking at junk and picking out junk. Done it before. Done it before. Yeah. My grandmother used to date like a Sanford and Son ass nigga, like one time. <laughs> like it was, it was wild. Like he, Sam, you, and his name was Sam. Wow. Sam used to bring us, like me and his grandson to the junkyard, he just wouldn't be around for like two hours. So just two kids walking around a junkyard and just like looking at piles of stuff in Detroit. And I was just like, 
how do you, I, I couldn't compute this career of his because he seemingly made money, but I was like, where is the money? <laughs> <laughs> so he ran the junkyard? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> he definitely I mean, was around the junkyard. <laughs> he was just around. Yeah, A junkyard yeah. staple. Yeah, yeah. Wow. God, I, I haven't, he also took me fishing for the first time, the only time in my life. And I do remember getting the, the hook, the fish hook, like. Oh my God, on your, your arm. arm. Like stuck yeah. on your arm? Stuck on me, yeah. You know, that's I crazy. Know I brought that up, but you Alex, just, you what's know, crazy? Brings back fond memories. <laughs> I have two extremely similar, like my grandpa was obsessed with the dump and he would go to the dump and get stuff. And then also one time when I was learning how to fish as a little boy, I got the hook stuck in my head ah. because you like throw it. Like I was trying to throw it and it got like stuck in my head. Sam oh said, God. I am bait, honey. I <laughs> yeah. <am> incredible. <laughs> I, 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 having like family members who are um, like my grandmother has a brother and in the family, it's always like, well, he had so much potential, but never, you know, didn't do anything with his life, blah, blah, blah. But then in my mind, when I was young, so he still lives in the village my grandmother grew up in in Greece with various other family members. There's like chickens there and he like rides a motorcycle, whatever. And he let me ride his motorcycle when I was truly 11 years old. And I was like, (laughs) this is the coolest thing that has ever happened to me. And this was very much not a nice motorcycle or a safe Mm -hmm. one for anyone to be on, even as a passenger. But um. And yeah. then the other, and then speaking of junkyards, I remember when I was there, cause this was like truly like what you would imagine a Greek, you know, small town would be like, there was an old car that rather than taking it anywhere, it just was on the premises. And so like plants had started like sprouting out of it. Oh yeah. And even at that time, I remember being like, that's so artistic. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was an art installation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that's very um, music video background. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I had I motorcycle as well with my, my uncle. Me and my mom used to take trips to Buffalo upstate from Detroit. We would drive through Canada to go visit my uncle. Huge motorcycle. He was a part of a black motorcycle gang wow. in Buffalo. Probably the only one, right? <laughs> so he, uh, he, I, for a summer, I think it was the summer between sixth and seventh grade. I had my, I guess my mother was like, look, I'm single. I'm a, I'm a woman and you, you have to get out of my house for the summer. <laughs> Don't stay with your uncle. I'm, she drove me. Think, think of, I, 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 when I look back at that, I must've been horrible. Cause like, that's an eight hour drive to and from. And she was like, <laughs> I'm to Buffalo and I'm going to drive back to Detroit. And you're going to be in Buffalo for two months. This is your boyhood, your manhood summer. So my uncle was basically like, who was a motorcycle. I drove, I rode on my first motorcycle in middle school with him. I was like, this is the coolest shit ever. And I'm also learning how to be a man. Yeah, (laughs) I I thought being a man was riding a motorcycle. I thought all (laughs) men had motorcycles. No, I mean, mean, in many ways it is. (laughs) It was iconic. That was the greatest summer of my life. You had fun with that. I love I that. Mean, to be, to be an, uh, a 13 year old in Buffalo, New York, you think this is the coolest thing ever? <laughs> I mean, definitely shout out to your mom. <laughs> I love being like, no, this summer's all about me. I like, mean, I, <laughs> my parents did that. I mean, not not that they did. It's not, but I just feel like, um, I just feel like family was always like, everyone's kids are everyone's kids. Like it was never yeah. like, you know, there would be like a revolving door of like aunts and uncles coming over me, going to my grandparents, not knowing when I'd be leaving. Like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, all the time. Like you would just get dropped off. Yeah. And then like my because my mom was like a big my mom was a big partier. Like we you know when oh, she was in her thirties, she, she, she would go out with her girlfriends because she wanted a man. You know, she yeah. wanted to get married. She was trying to find her man. So I remember being on Fridays. Fridays it was Granny's house. You got to go to Granny's house on Friday. And then my mom will come back at like two in the morning, come pick me up. I'm asleep. But I always knew because my mom always would come back with a picture from the club of her like, <laughs> in a nice like suit, like a, like a suit and skirt, like, like a little hookup number <laughs> in the club background behind her. So, oh, mommy had a good time tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and she would leave the picture at Granny's house. So on the fireplace, there's just a line. All her club, club picks? <laughs> her life yeah <laughs> and she wanted everyone to know it <laughs> she wanted everyone to know it and like i remember being like going to buffalo like my uncle seeing it's really weird seeing like relatives like an aunt and uncle how they live when you don't like full time like because mm-hmm. you don't see them in spurts you know what i mean like oh this is how they present to me for eight hours at a, at a picnic or at a reunion or just to visit but you, when you get to live with other relatives, it really pulls the curtain back on yes. them. You know? Cause my uncle had sickle cell. So he would have moments, he would have flare ups and like, like little episodes and stuff like that. So learning how my uncle lived his life and navigated through that was just, he was such an elusive figure to me because when I got to his place, I learned, oh, uncle Derek has two girlfriends. He oh. has two girlfriends and these girlfriends are very, utility to the way his life is based on the day so when he was living well and vibrant and breathing and happy that was when kelly was around kelly was around kelly was the cute hot girl short long hair pretty go to the motorcycle club with him social (laughs) all the friends fucked with her like it was kelly's time Mm -hmm. but when he got sick here comes valencia (laughs) And now we said it. Yeah, is the caretaker. And I don't have to tell you what the looks, the look, uh-huh. look like, how, how they this is fa- <laughs> This is fascinating. I, it, within each one of us, there is a Kelly and a Valencia. There, Kelly and Valencia. Valencia was taking care of business. I would imagine Kelly just wasn't, I think at some point my uncle understood his relationship with her was like, this is for show. Mm-hmm. This is for home. Wow. <laughs> he just came, brought her kids, like got the bed together, fixed the meals, Valencia. I was like, wow, this is fascinating how my uncle lives. Did they know <laughs> about each other? Yes. Oh, progressive. Yes. Wow. Poly- I would say kind of a polyamorous icon, your uncle. <laughs> wow. So I just thought, oh, this is how people live. Like, mm-hmm. with, like multiple partners. Well, it's, but, but that's like, a th- you kind of realize as you get older that, what you consider to be the default state of things, like one husband, one wife and kids is, is so rare is, is simply, if you add it all up, probably the minority, if you include like divorce and single parents and gay people, like that's, it's, it's that's simply. How I, that's how I thought single parenthood yeah. worked too. I was like, yeah. oh, this can, this can happen. It's me and my mom. But then she got married and I was like, well, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were doing good girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, like being being raised in a single parent home, people love to make it seem like it's so bad. But like I had a blast. Like just me and mom. Mom was my that was my good girlfriend. You know, I was like, okay, 
Well, I would imagine, I mean, the fewer people yeah. there are, the the fewer opportunities for disagreements and drama there are. Like when I think about yeah. my family's five people at any given point, someone's in a fight just statistically. Yeah. Like there, we one time took one family trip where we still talked about it to this day. No one got into a fight. And we were like, wasn't that mm. incredible? Like it's <laughs> truly one trip in like 30 years of being a family. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like single parenthood is just like your kid is your roommate you know what yeah. i mean and so eventually it's, and it's just me I'm, I'm an only child so me and my mom are bickering like sisters you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it's just like girl get go to your room but we don't tell me like you know just kind of back and forth wow and wow and, and honestly i believe that being, <laughs> this is gonna sound horrible but <laughs> truly i think like living with a woman by myself for 15, for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. I know where this was going. Truly made me gay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. This is what women, this is women. This is women. Uh, oh my God. A vintage, a vintage, hom- uh, you know, homosexuality via sexism <laughs> origin story. <laughs> I was like, oh no. The first time I saw a panty soaking in the sink, I was like, uh-uh, no, no girl. We're fucking men. Cause I can't, I, I'm gonna have to deal with this. I gotta deal with this. Wow. Yeah, yeah, men are much less gross. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they don't soak or wash their clothes. <laughs> well, the evil, you know, you know. Um, you know um, what I think. I also do feel like yeah. I'm educated in women so much that oh, I'm a hundred percent overly yes. sympathetic, like so sympathetic to women's issues. You know what I mean? Because like I know what time it is. Like truly knew what a period was from a very young age, you know, whereas men still to this day have no clue what's going on. Yeah, no, I feel that same, the same way growing up with only sisters. Gays who have only sisters and usually, are you the baby, George? I'm the oldest. You're the oldest? So I know what you're saying though. It's like being kind of reared by multiple women, of course, will make you gay. Um, Damn, do you have siblings? I have an older sister and a younger brother. You see, that's why I fuck with y'all. Is, I, I've always been like, when gays have brothers, that's when it's a problem. It, it is like, it is something that I can't imagine. They're wired a little differently. Yeah. There's a groundedness to gays with sisters. Yes. Well, gays, especially like, with older brothers. To have an older brother and to have that be your, uh, an older straight brother and have that be your role model, like, that's almost like, yeah it fucks you up more than having a dad <laughs> yeah i agree and it's also like that thing like the phenom- i love it i love it when i meet a gay man that also has gays that has like a gay brother like that has like oh we're all gay and sam's just, boyfriend like, oh, has wow. two gay brothers yeah yeah, yeah. and it's i'm like i'm always fascinated by that dynamic because it's like damn so you just been having to compete with bitches your whole life right that's another <laughs> thing like if i had a gay brother and he was like hotter than me i'd be like well i might as well be straight <laughs> yeah misha's brothers are all different styles of gay so it yeah. kind of works they've that's all found their nice. own lane yeah um, okay we, we should do our first segment. need to do our first segment okay we've actually i kind of love that um Normally we do it earlier and I no, no, no. this, this is feels great. like a, such a throwback to yeah, like because sort of exactly like in our early episodes, we would actually get to talking and not care about the segments. And it's so nice to it's not, refreshing to it's it's to, really yeah to be free once again. Yeah, yeah, it, it really the, is the forms okay. that we've created. <laughs> so Alex, our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we ask you a series of completely nonsensical rapid fire questions about straight or well <laughs> well vaguely no. related to straight culture and you have to basically choose one thing or another thing it is there is okay. no logic to it and you can't ask any follow-up questions okay okay so alex 
God save the queen or man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> okay, Alex, getting ratioed or getting fellatioed? <laughs> <laughs> Getting fellatio. <laughs> Alex, getting adult braces or Lana Del Rey's off to the races? Uh, 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 getting, getting braces. Mm -hmm. Adult mm. braces. Okay, being kinky or being one of those brothers that said Da Vinci? <laughs> <laughs> getting kinky. <laughs> okay, Alex, driving a sob or ordering linguine with broccoli rob? Mm. As delicious as that is, <laughs> driving a sob. <laughs> I had a sob. That was my first car. That was my dad's wow. car when we were growing up. My first car was a hot red sob. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. An epic clapback or a gruesome bear attack? <laughs> um. Epic clap. <laughs> really playing it fast and loose with those rhymes. <laughs> Hey, you know, some people got to, you know, reinvent the form a little bit, sort of <laughs> slant those rhymes. If you okay, will. Alex, this one is three things. The okay. Toronto Film Festival, the Montreal Just for Laughs Festival, or the Ottawa Anti-Mask Protests. <laughs> what was the first one? The, uh, the Toronto, Toronto Film Festival. The Toronto Film Festival. There you go. Mm. Okay. This is also three. Sunglass Hut, Pizza Hut, or yeah. Jabba the Hut. Damn, this is a rough one. That's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Sunglass Hut. Love it. Even though they, I tried, to, I tried to work there in high school, and they told me no. But yeah, <laughs> that's like a classic place you work in high school. High school, yeah. It's I also, to be there, told me no. Those high school jobs, when they reject you, it's really like such a burned in your memory thing. Like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I desperately when I was on my come up, but now look at me. <laughs> yeah. Like I wanted to work at Target and it's like I didn't get a job at Target. <laughs> and it's like, I, yeah, well now I'm not going to. And I, you could have had me and now you're never going to have me Target. <laughs> I worked at Kroger for 2 years. I was a bad so I wanted to be a bag boy, but this is how they told me I was gay. I was like, "No, we want you to be a cashier." Oh. Wow. You can't bagging groceries is for the straight boys. You guys oh. are such like, uh, like I always wanted to be like an ice cream scooper. Like I feel like Target and be and like those are such kind of corporate, <laughs> corporate dreams. Corporate. I, I knew I wanted to do something artistic. Yeah. No, they told me you did your personality. You have to take money. You have to take money. Yeah. You have to talk to the customers. Bagging, bagging groceries is for the boys that play football. Right. The, you know what I mean? Like it, the, my, my community had very different ways of telling me, no, you're not like the straight boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is something about how people perceive gayness where they're like, they basically just mistake it for like intelligence. So they're like, oh, you must be what? Good with spreadsheets? <laughs> like. <laughs> Collecting money is where is what we think you yeah. should be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I did crave the like cruelty of like corporate America as I mean, a high school. I mean, to want to work at Target to me, <laughs> like I, I, I really remember ice cream super was like the number one thing. It was the heyday of Cold Stone. Oh, and you wanted to sing. It's so <laughs> you want to let that little voice out. You want to make yeah. that, that yeah. voice shine. Well, but it was not, it was more the like, seeing how they would like mix in all the toppings or whatever i was like wow this is like 
No, it's it's art. It's cooking. It it's craftsmanship. It's a it's a exactly. It's a performance. You the performance of it. I mean, truly, a Cold Stone is truly at one point was truly like the Benihana. Yes, Benihana of ice cream, where I'm I'm doing I'm using both hands. I'm practically feeding it to yes. you. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. It was also one of the first kind of gimmicks I remember. Like, and and Benihana is another one. Like the the yeah. idea that oh, this is not like other restaurants that cook in front of mm-hmm. you, and. I was really into that. Like when I first, like something that has a twist to it. Yeah. The gimmick for Coldstone really, really worked. It was like, (laughs) it felt so new and it felt so like, no one's thought of doing ice cream like this. And like, it's perfect. Of course, this is how we should do it. Or like when they first, when when Froyo (laughs) first came out and they would have the thing where you do it yourself and then they weigh it. That also, I was like, wow. Oh, I love that. Wait, okay. Coldstone is the future of ice cream that Dippin' Dots promised. Coldstone. <laughs> yeah. oh. Okay. Okay. Cool. Dippin' Dots never did it for me. I was like, you people are insane. Me either, George. Because I'm like, what is this cold snap happening in my mouth? Yeah. I just want to eat, bitch. I don't want to like, I don't want to deal with, what is this shocking? Yeah. No, I'm at, first of all, I'm at an amusement park. Okay, right. I'm at an amusement park. I never really see you. Don't really see dipping dots in the wild like that. Mm-hmm. So when you when you would catch it at like a mall, you'd be like, "Bitch, what are you doing here? You're only <laughs> Six Flags. You're not supposed to be here." You know, uh, dipping dots in the wild outside of where it usually is contained, unnecessary. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I'll just say this about gimmicks: like everyone now, you know, all everyone we know thinks you're so sophisticated going to restaurants and someone comes to the table and they're like, so let me tell you how this works. That, the concept of let me tell you how this works comes from Cold Stone and it comes from Benihana. Like know your history and know that the fact that you think you're doing something sophisticated, you are doing Cold Stone and Benihana. You, you need are... to respect your your history and your restaurant elders. Pay homage. Pay Literally. Homage. Okay, pay homage. Don't think you're better because because, oh, the way it works is you get two small plates and three medium plates. (laughs) It's like, honey, you think you're doing Nikki. You think you're doing Nikki, but you're actually, you think you're doing Cardi, but you're actually doing little. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Uh, Okay. Wow. Um, We need Uh, to introduce our topic. Yes. So Alex, please um, tell us what you brought for us today. So, in the spirit of what I believe, like my family, we were talking, we were kind of talking about my family background mm-hmm. and y'all asked me to come up with a topic. I was like, this is very much straight to me. Ironing. So active ironing. Ironing. How, and George, when you mentioned this before we started recording said, you know, this is an interesting one because some people might perceive that as gay. But I do actually agree with Alex. But And I but, actually agree too. Yeah. Like there's a certain, this is, I feel like a punchline that was probably in like some episode of like a sitcom in like 99 it's like someone it's like he's so gay he irons his jeans like that it, i feel like that was like a thing yeah. people used to say yeah but tell us why ironing is straight well just growing up my family which consists of uh hello many straight people mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. uh <laughs> to not have your clothes pressed to, to not have to, to have creases in your to not have creases in your pants and your jeans was really frowned upon and I could never really understand why and to the point where like I have relatives still to this day who iron not only clothes but like curtains yeah. and like and bedding I was Whoa. like why do I need to iron my sheets 
but I have family members to this day that still do that. And like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, may I be transparent? Please. Please. May I? Okay. <laughs> um, right now in my home and I'm looking at both of them, there are two irons in my, in my house. Wow. Really? I, I brought oh, and there's video. one. <laughs> <laughs> and not only the reason why there are two, hold on. And I know the, the viewers, the, the listeners won't be able to see this, but I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> okay. And A so one of them, iron. one of them is pink. And what, what color is the other one? They're both. Oh, the they're same. both pink. They're both okay. the same. Both purchased from the same family dollar. Incredible. And you, and you can see the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One's been <laughs> Made used. a couple of mistakes with this one. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Made so a couple of choices. You have two irons. Do you do you carry this? Do you still like uphold this tradition? Do the you, body remembers. Well, so yeah, it's trauma. I, I mean, it's, it's obviously attached to trauma. You know, my family has scarred me into believing that I should actually. Uh, so one of them is broken. One of them stopped working. So that is why, I, in fact, why. And I just didn't throw away the other. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I, I, I feel like yes, it is. Ba I, I the pressure to present in a way ironing has always been like look your best yeah show up for the world regardless of how you feel and it's a very straight thing because i feel like in queer culture especially especially in new york city everywhere i go no one gives a shit about ironing both <laughs> are wrinkled and in fact i would dare say that it's considered cute yeah <laughs> yeah it's a term to well, it's it's an honesty. People people feel that they're being honest. I feel. I think um, they're being transparent. They're saying they're being transparent. <laughs> yeah. I think what it is is in in straight in the straight world, there is one very clearly defined way of quote looking nice. Like mm -hmm. if you're gonna look nice, that means that you are gonna have creases. Whereas if you liberate yourself from that, you can in fact find a variety of ways to look nice. There's like nice mm -hmm. and you look trendy. There's nice and you look like fashion forward. There's nice and you look, you know, it, it doesn't matter what clothes you wear, but you're, you know, have a cool haircut. There I, <laughs> I say rolled out of bed is yes. the new look. Rolled, yes, exactly. I rolled out of bed and this is yeah. how yeah. I'm showing you. Like this is, yeah, I slept in these clothes. <laughs> yeah, but basically straight life depends on a difference between casual and formal. <laughs> that's kind Actually, of like yeah. what props up the entire, it's like, yeah. that's what religion is. That's what business is. It's like, you have to divide your life into casual and formal. <laughs> that's the ultimate binary. Their underwear. Have we heard of such? I'm like, once we, once we get into that territory, then it's like, okay, we got to have like a, you know, a psychological conversation because I know. Did you say ironing underwear? Underwear. I've met people who've told me, yes, I iron my underwear. My mom, I think, so my mom irons, I would say compulsively and no offense to her if she's listening, but, <laughs> it, and it's not like, it's not kind of like, oh God, the long suffering wife has to iron. I think it's like, she needs the activity. She, it, she's doing it constantly. And I yeah. do think when she puts like either mine or my dad, like when she puts like boxers away, like when I used to wear boxers, I do think they were ironed. Yeah, I think it, it comes with age. I, th I think it comes with age too, because more recently, and maybe maybe you two can relate. I mean, I feel like now more than ever, especially since I broke this last iron, I'm paying attention to the settings on the iron. Mm. 
polyester, silk cotton. I was not doing that before. It was the, the, the iron was on cotton, honey, and we're ironing cotton, regardless uh-huh. of what it is. Yeah. Some, one of the biggest parts of growing up is understanding settings, like <laughs> in general, like just no, like, that's 100% true. It really, it's like even it, it, it applies to cooking. Like I used to think cooking, it's like either the heat is on or the heat is off. And it's now I'm, you know, or like putting things in a washing machine and actually caring about the temperature or iron. Yeah, like, literally even like microwaving. Yes. Like being like, well, there's actually a better setting. Like, yeah. it's like, whoa. I would, I'll say this though. Uh, may I say this? Please. Please. I'll say this. May I say this? <laughs> You're allowed. I, ha- I have, um, as you can see, I, you can see from the view. The microwave. Event, that microwave doesn't get used, honey. I'm 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 a stove bitch. I'm a stove and oven. I, I'm an what oven is bitch. that like? I, it really is. It's such a type. It's like there are people that refuse to microwave. Misha's one of them too. Better and it, it's just better. Get you get you some pizza from the day before. Yeah. Put it in that. Pop it in it because it is. There is a taste difference. Of course. I, I mean, pizza is one of the things where even I have had to accept, like, you can't microwave pizza. You need no, to put it in the oven. Oh, but the microwave texture it creates, it's, no. like, it's its own thing. It's, no. it's a fully different beast. I think <laughs> yeah, I think you can yeah, have a restaurant that's all microwave pizza. And just seeing an empty, like, a gaping area where he just, fuck this stove shit. Yeah. Microwave only. <laughs> I, no, I think you can microwave just about anything. And yeah, it might not taste like it's supposed to, but sometimes you need to free your mind from what things <laughs> well, are supposed to, to taste accept, like. like microwave, <laughs> a microwave will destroy any textural differences. So the best use of it is like, okay, you can microwave a soup. You can microwave, you know, I don't know, like a stew, whatever, but, but you can't microwave, you know, a sandwich. <laughs> and I say to that, watch me. <laughs> like appliances. How yes. Appliances. Definitely some are straight and some are gay. And I would say iron. Speak on it. <laughs> iron, iron is straight. My, okay. Between stove, oven, and microwave, I would say. Yes. I think I think the, I think I think if we took a poll, microwaving, definitely straight. A hundred percent. And putting things in the oven shows patience. Mm-hmm. Which is sure. what gay people famously have. Oven is the gayest. <laughs> we famously have patience. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's patience and it's also creating a home. You are there, you know, you are, you know, you're opening the door and you're kind of making everything nice and then saying, good luck in there and then turning the heat on. Well, it's chosen family. It's chosen family. <laughs> I do think, and I think stovetop actually could go either way because it depends on what a what form of pan or pot you're using on a stovetop. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think microwaving, I would say when I when I think of microwaving, I think of like TV dinners, you know, and straight, which I apply to straight men only. Mm -hmm. Like, no, suddenly yeah. we're in Mad Men. Because it's yeah. literally the name, Hungry Man Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and we know that famously, may I say, may I say, Hungry Man only straight. Gay men famously never. <laughs> yeah, hungry. gay men. No, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a sin hungry. to be hungry. <laughs> we don't uh, eat. We, we, yeah, never hungry. <laughs> well, there's also the microwave. No offense to my co-host Sam, the microwave <laughs> is very efficiency over aesthetics. Like you don't care what gets destroyed in the way, you're gonna have a hot meal. Damn it. <laughs> I should yeah. never seen a cute microwave. No. Never seen a cute microwave. No. Well, I, I would even say my microwave, not cute. 
and then it looks like, lovely. Yeah, in in the context of microwaves, it actually looks very nice. But it's still it's a microwave. Suspended. It's suspended. I'm like, what, bitch? Actually, I talked to him. I'm like, bitch, you think you cute? Really? You cute? Like, it does add something. Yeah. In my cabinet, I could use like, bitch. I don't. You don't think I need more cabinet space? Right. Well, for anyone who can't see, Alex's microwave is one of those that's suspended where the like upper cabinets are, which I do think yeah. is very kind of. It's very like bachelor pad. I, if I'm anything, and, and I know, and I'm, uh, speaking of appliances, um, I also have what the, what the society loves right now, which is the, uh, what's it called? The uh, air fryer? Air fryer, air fryer. Yeah, I was losing the words. So, yeah. Everyone so the loves fryer, that. How do we how do we feel about the air fryer? I, okay, can I say something? I've never actually looked into what it is. I know everyone uses it for a variety of reasons. My mom got this for me. She bought it for me because I was like, I don't really. They bought it and she sw- she swore on it, and so okay. she sent me one. It's big as hell. First of yeah. all, and so I'm, mm. you know, it's kind of embarrassingly big. <laughs> so here's what I'll say about things like that. It's like you start you start with an instant pot, then you get an air fryer, then you get like a large toaster oven. It's like well. Maybe, maybe just like, it's like, why are we reinventing the wheel here? Like everyone needs to just learn how to use an oven and a stove. And an oven and a stove. <laughs> yeah. I feel like all these things like really work great if you have like space and yeah. most apartments we are going to be in do not. <laughs> do not. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. And I mean, I mean, can we just go back to the days where we were making grilled cheese sandwiches with irons? You know what I mean? Can we go back? <laughs> and, and now you brought it all back. And now we brought it all back. <laughs> um, okay, Alex, just to return to ironing for a second, I do want to yeah. know, as someone who clearly has a connection to ironing, at this stage in your life, what do you iron and what do you not? So yeah. I, I do iron, I, I, I'll, 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 I will iron a pant. Okay. I'll iron a shirt. I feel like I'm more inclined to iron a shirt than a pant. That's fair. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Because to me, pants have a higher likelihood of just becoming wrinkled anyway. Mm-hmm. You're sitting, you're sitting, you're standing, you're moving, you're bumping into people, you're t- you know, you're unbuckling for the for the for the restroom, you know. Shirts, you know, you want to keep it as pressed as possible because at some point it will by the end of the night if it's wrinkled no one's no one's upset about that no one's looking at you no one's pointing no one's laughing because they're like it's been a day you know he's had day. <laughs> i do like the idea of someone pointing and laughing at you because your <laughs> clothes are wrinkled <laughs> i mean truly i mean growing up like detroit like detroit is a very flashy and like you have to be dressed to the tins mm-hmm. all the time and present yourself so Showing up that way, if you did come out the house wrinkled, right? People would ask questions. It might be a sign of like you're going through something. You don't have no home training. Who raised you? You know, that's a who raised you is a big question. Like <laughs> that's a question in my community that came up a lot. And having wrinkled clothes and going in public with wrinkled clothes was like a, are you okay? Yeah. So that's actually one of the biggest realizations I remember I had because we, my parents would always basically when we're about to leave the house, they would just look at me and my sisters and just like list the things that were wrong with how we looked dress wise, not like, you know, they wouldn't be like, you're ugly. (laughs) And I was like, why are they so strict about these things? And then you realize like, this is so obvious, but because it's about them, like it reflects on them as parents, like they're like, you're wearing like athletic socks with dress shoes like people are gonna think i'm not feeding you yeah people are gonna think that i don't take care of you and they they they, they go my, my my mom was all about it all the time alex your hair 
like your hair being looking well, because I don't need adults seeing you in public and thinking that I'm just calling. They're going to call the people on me. Yeah. <laughs> you go outside with your, with, your, with your clothes looking a mess and your hair looking a mess. I'm going to be accused of child neglect. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I have. And I still walk around ironing my clothes thinking I don't want nobody thinking that I come mm-hmm. from some terrible shit or I'm going through something. <laughs> yeah. Wow. God forbid the dude in the bodega thinks <laughs> I don't want him being concerned about me. <laughs> yeah. That, I feel like for us also, like for my parents' generation, Greece kind of like became westernized. During, like they, they were like, they felt the need to prove that they were Europeans kind of like, mm-hmm. because when they were young, it was like, you know, more of a wild west (laughs) and then they're like okay we're in the european (laughs) union we have the euro like it's like well we have to look the part you have to look like you're from france (laughs) right (laughs) yeah and i I was talking with my uncle earlier my uncle got dressed every day to go to the barbershop he was putting on a suit jacket yeah and like i was like why are we getting dressed up for this thing he's like you never know who you're gonna bump into and you never know where you're gonna end up that wow. was what he told me. Honestly, words like, to live by. What yeah, kind for of real. Day are you having where you don't know where you're going? <laughs> there is a darkness there. You're like, wait. Yeah, it's like you, life is a little more predictable. You than have that. free will. Like you can just decide <laughs> where you end up. And, and I would also ask this follow up question: Where do you think you're going to end up? That you need to put on a full suit. <laughs> right. I like the idea that, like, you know, when you say something like you don't know where you're gonna end up, that sounds almost ominous. But in yeah. his in his case, he was like, I might end up at a formal wear function. <laughs> I'm like, you need you're gonna go to a formal dinner or like I don't know, your casket, you're gonna die yeah. or something. So you already want to be dressed for it. Well, he wasn't a motorcycle gang. Who knows? That's right. <laughs> a very, very well dressed one. A very well dressed motorcycle gang. (laughs) To me, the iron is like, it is very like, it's a rule. It's like parents telling you to do something, which I think is also why the Brooklynite of today is sort of like, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, yeah, because everyone. Rejecting the demands of our parents. Yes, I mean, Brooklyn as a concept is various people that are like, no, mom. Yeah, you know, it, uh, mom and dad. It's actually insane that that is like the well into deal. their 40s. Yeah. <laughs> and it's honestly, like, it's definitely going to be it's me. It's literally like, a bunch I am of people not. being like, I'm not ironing. <laughs> just a rejection. Just a, just a rejection. Yeah. Everything yeah. our parents told us was supposed to be. But I will say, uh, I do hate when a shirt is wrinkly when I don't want it to be. It's true. It's true. And I and have to say that. And I'll yeah. say this, here's where, as much as I think I have unlearned a lot of the formal, casual, binary thinking of our youth, when I'm mm. at a, like when I'm at a wedding and I do see someone with a wrinkled shirt, I'm like, who raised you? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know where you were going to be, huh? You know, like, it's like, some things are clear cut. Like, if you're going he- to a wedding, wear a suit. <laughs> I, I, I would say, I would say if someone showed up to a wedding like if i saw that i'd be like that person didn't know where they were gonna be today <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> they were not right. on alert you just weren't you just you just didn't know you were gonna be there yeah yeah it really <laughs> it's funny when that part of your parents comes out mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah they ain't got no home training look at that <laughs> <laughs> wow i mean should we do our final segment i've learned so much i have to say alex dream guest yeah, this has been incredible. I'm really I feel like, like I've learned a lot too. 
I also, I mean, the fact that you introduced the concept of appliances as gay or straight, like, it's like, you should just host this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it almost came instinctively to Mm -hmm. me. I think, I I think you, you, you guys sent me the email about coming up with a topic and I walked in my house and saw these two (laughs) ridiculous ass irons in my living room. And I was like, well, that's the topic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm, there are a lot of things that I will be stewing with. I, for, for me, the, Kelly Valencia binary is something I will be thinking about for a while. Um, to me, I'm the Dippin' Dots being, you know, not respecting your elders of, of, of Benihana, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm glad, I'm glad we got there too because too. it felt like something. I didn't know it was re- that that particular subject was resting on my heart the mm-hmm. way it was. But when you brought it up, Sam, and we kind of dived in, I was like. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's clarifying. It's clarifying. Why have you been talking about that? <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Well, Sam, do you want to introduce our final segment? Yeah. So our final segment is called Shoutouts. It's pretty straightforward. Um, we pay homage to the classic straight tradition of the radio shoutout to anything that we enjoy at all. So imagine it's 2001. You're at you know TRL in Times Square, and you're shouting out to your squad back home about anything you enjoy. George, do you? Yeah, I'll go. Okay, please. (laughs) What's up, freaks and losers? I want to give a quick shout out to the lady that passed by me the other day when I was kind of distracted walking the dog I'm dog sitting. And uh, I didn't immediately move out of her way because it was a Friday afternoon and I was trying to make sure the dog didn't go into the street. And she walks around me and says, yeah, don't move or anything. That's great. And then keeps walking. And then to say I formed an imaginary response in my head that lasted approximately four hours and ended with, so so think about that next time, you psycho. <laughs> wow. It really, I have never, it was truly after a difficult week, I was like, I was not really aware of my surroundings and not, you know, maybe not aware of the space I was taking, admittedly. And the idea that someone on a Friday afternoon, truly like at 5.30 p.m., when everyone is out for the first nice day of the year and having a nice time, would decide to walk past me and say, don't move or anything, that's great. (laughs) It made me more angry than I have been in decades. And I just want to give a hearty shout out to that woman for really helping me access that kind of anger i have not felt since the 2016 election frankly (laughs) and i would like to give her a hearty hootie hoo and i hope she can come on the podcast so i can tell her to go fuck herself (laughs) um wow that's incredible i love his ability to be rude i then then what happened and then i'll (laughs) stop talking about this is so i kept walking the dog and truly found myself without intending to a few blocks later reaching her walking right behind her oh and so then i kept following her not like on purpose but i was like following (laughs) her for like a few more blocks and in my mind i was like do i do a delayed reaction like do i literally walk past her and then look back and be like sorry i didn't move earlier have a nice friday or something a fucking callback (laughs) i truly like and i considered it heavily i was like and then i had to remind myself like that would be a psychotic thing to do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and also, I just want to say, she was mm-hmm. literally taking a walk with her friend and having a nice conversation. This was not someone like going through a hard time and like, you know, needed to blash out. So that's all. Mm-hmm. I hate her. <laughs> well, I think that's deserved. I think you Thank should you. hate her. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> okay, wait. I'm trying to think of one that's good, and I don't have one off the, the like that I'm truly um, excited about. And you know, okay. What's up, freaks, losers, and perverts out there? I would like to give a huge shout out to the concept of just saying yes. Yes, that's right. I have been going with the flow. I have been agreeing to things that normally I would be like, I don't really want to do that. But now I'm saying, why don't you want to do it? Maybe you need to check in with yourself and just agree to do some stuff that maybe isn't the first thing you want to do. Just, oh, just say yes. Just go to that thing. Just have fun. Lighten up. Don't be so in control of your damn schedule. Just say yes to hanging out. Go hang out, have fun, and come home. It's a beautiful thing to loosen up a bit and uh, say yes to the dress. (laughs) I love Brooklyn. I love going out. And I love everyone I've ever met. XOXO, Sam. Shout out to Shonda Rhimes' book, Year of Yes, How to Dance It Out, Stand in the Sun, and Be Your Own Person. I I think it was such a funny um, (laughs) shout out to do. So, um, and that's very morning show. Very morning show. Yeah. Whereas mine was last morning show, I would argue. It definitely definitely gave uh, gave Jerry Springer's final thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam just is say in, yes. Sam is in the audience. Sam is in the audience. <laughs> I just want to talk about saying yes. I just want to talk just one second. After three, after three people just had a full out brawl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was either that or it was um to, I a shout out to critics that liked Charlie XCX's album. I knew I thought that's what you were gonna do. <laughs> well, and then I but then I was like, but I just did Charlie XCX. You just did Charlie a week XCX. or two ago. Yeah. And so I was like, I actually blew it. I should have saved it. No, no. I'm an I think idiot. It's, I think it's good we're moving away from pop stars. <laughs> well, we're not moving away permanently. Just, just a second. <laughs> um, okay, um, Alex, Alex, if you have a shout out, whenever you're ready. I, I would like to give a shout out to this is an individual as well. Um, the Uber Eats delivery person whom I fell asleep on. Uh, <laughs> oh no! I fell. As- I ordered. I ordered from a diner a a a a a, a, a meal. I ordered a, a a French toast. It was a bacon. It was it was eggs, and <laughs> fell asleep on it. Wow! I fell straight asleep on it. You know, just knocked out cold. And I, I will say, I have a habit. It's a habit of mine oh, that no. I need to stop doing. However. However, what I've learned after like looking this particular thing up, I learned that this is not this. I'm not an anomaly. People do this all the time. (laughs) And so I found a Reddit page that spoke to this issue in that I learned that the Uber, when that happens to people, the delivery people eat the food. They take it. And so I'm like, oh, well, look at me. I'm feeding people. <laughs> wow, you re- shout out to you, honestly. Shout out to me. Yeah, <laughs> Mother Teresa. I, Unbelievable. And and, and, and and here's here's the other thing. I would argue, not even argue, because who's who's arguing this right. with me? <laughs> yeah. I, I would say, may I say, may I say this? Mm. Not only am I feeding people, but the amount of times that this has happened to me, there's a good chance I'm also feeding a queer person. Statistically speaking, yeah. Statistically speaking, I've done this so many times that there's a good chance that I've fed a queer person. 
That's so activism. Jake, shout out to me, actually. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to Alex. Really <laughs> keeping everyone fed. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Meeting people at least once a week because I'm gonna say I've done this a couple times. Incredible. I love that. Wow. Well, I guess that's the episode. I feel I feel emotionally impacted. I feel spiritually (laughs) full. I feel literally educated. I do as well. I feel great. This was a really fun app. Such a good app. Well, Alex, it's been an absolute dream. Thank you so was, much for doing the podcast. It pod. was so fun to pull the curtain back on my life. <laughs> and now may I may I may I may I pull may I pull my pull the curtain back? Yes, pull the may iron the curtain back. May I close the curtain? May I yeah. close the curtain now? Yeah, close the curtain. If All you right. Will. <laughs> thanks for doing the pod. We're waving as you close the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys. See you next time. <laughs>